You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys and lessons from others to help you along in your NFT journey. And I want to learn everything that's going on in this space right now and share the important lessons with you. And I have my man, Kevin Logan, back on the podcast. Kevin is the co-founder at Probably Nothing Talent, a blockchain crypto NFT recruitment consultancy that specializes in sourcing and recruiting talent in the Web3 space, partner with my man, Adam Posner, who runs the Poscast, P-O-Z-C-A-S-T. And uh, Adam introduced us. Uh, I've been on his show a few times and most recently on a panel with you talking about NFT world. So I was glad we got a chance to talk more. And in our last episode, you shared you know, some of how you got into this space, why you're excited about this space. What's interesting is this space is so nascent, I think is probably the right word, right? It's very new. Yes. And yet there's a lot of companies, big and small, jumping in to the space yeah. saying, this is the future. It's not just about JPEGs. This is the future of everything. We want to be in it. And you and Adam just completely pivoted your recruiting agency to jump into this space and focus on recruiting for Web3. Yeah, that's right. You know, when when it's it's not even what's trending, you know? From an outside perspective, it could look like blockchain is just what's trending, Yeah, but it's not. It's what's going to be here for the next 30 years. So with that conviction, it just made sense. It made absolute sense. Uh, you, as, you were, as we were mentioning in the, in the previous uh, session, but, but to, to move forward, everything that you did in Web 2, it does not work in Web 3. Yeah. And so you have to really be out there. You have to be social listening. And a lot of the things that work in Web 3 work to my superpowers. You know, I, I, I am a creative. I don't mind getting on video. I don't mind putting a skit together. I don't mind doing the research to figure out how to communicate with you in a way that works. I don't mind being on GitHub and Twitter spaces and Twitter and discords and slacks and Quora and Reddit and on these panels and on comments. And, you know, yeah. that that's what it takes in this world. Really? And that to me excites me. I love that because yeah. I, I don't want the same same. I want, right. I want nuance and uh, the, the nascent, the nascent part of this space is what is so exciting. So speaking of that, I, I think I saw you did a post the other day about how web three is a, like a renaissance of business right now. And yes. I think we're seeing a lot of companies jumping into this space. What are you seeing from a traditional business standpoint of companies, startups, funding? Like, it seems like a lot of companies are jumping into web three right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's super interesting. There's a gulf and a dynamic between exactly your large institution and then your eight-person bootstrap team. I mean, you know, of course, it's it's still a startup in the way that Web two, but but there's so much more uh, flexibility. For instance, I talk to uh, I talk to founders on teams that uh, pay in crypto, they pay in USDC, they pay in ETH. Mm. You know, in Web three, I haven't spoken to one founder that would actually want you to come into the office, so everything is remote. You know, in, in Web3, you know, what, what's also enlightening when speaking to founders and to people, you know, there, there's a different conversation with, the, again, that, that founder versus the, the director of recruiting for Coinbase. Yeah. And that's passion, interest. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's something about when you hear a founder talk about the impact they're looking to make with whatever product service that they're trying to do. Now, again, that's not to say that these large organizations don't have that. 
But what it feels like is that, you know, we're kind of in the pioneering stage of crypto, right? Where the people that are in it are like the first comers, the ones that are going to be building it all, the ones that that understand the space very well. And, you know, again, that that's the founders. Where, where I see these large organizations and where I think they're going to have to do better is better, again, on the education side. So that way they can speak with passion. They can speak with conviction because when you speak to candidates in this space, I haven't had a dull conversation. They speak with a lot of passion and a lot of conviction in the impact that they want to make in this world. They have very defined plans on how they're going to do that. They can give you step-by-step tactics and strategy. And so it's just... It's just a, a more robust and different conversation between kind of the smaller players and the bigger players, as it seems like the bigger players are trying to figure out what their space is yeah. within, within kind of this, this different ethos, decentralization, yeah. ownership, and so forth. I'm curious on the, on the talent side for people listening who are thinking, I want to get into this space. Like, you know, right now I work for this traditional marketing company or healthcare or whatever, wherever you work. Right, but I'm so excited about Web three. How do I get in? And and I've mentioned, like I've had on the podcast, my friend Bennett Phillips a, a few times in the past. He's he's yeah. one who, you know, we were in the same. We were partners in a business a couple of years ago, and in the same space, you know, in 2021 when this all started. Then he said, "I want to work in this space," and he got himself a job in, you know, in Web three for a crypto startup company. And it's just amazing. A lot of people moving over into this space. So. For others that are maybe thinking about that, since you're on the recruiting side of this, what should people be thinking about? How can they go about finding a job or a gig or starting a company, whatever it may be in Web3? Well, first and foremost, feel free to message me. I'm creating a spreadsheet of people. So that's number one. Nice. Uh, but but opposite of that, you know, on, on LinkedIn, we talked a lot about sourcing your own, you know, kind of putting in the work yourself. You know, Web3 Web is certainly not a place where you're going to go on Indeed and, and apply to a lot of jobs. It's not a place where, you know, again, I, I mentioned, you know, even for me, the recruiter, it's not a space where I can statically search on LinkedIn, um, just pull up LinkedIn recruiter and hope to find my person. And so on both sides, it's going to have to be proactivity. It's going to have to be, well, not has to, but I would highly suggest that you're out there, that you are getting on the Twitter spaces with with maybe the companies that you're interested in or some of the thought leaders that you're interested in, get involved in those conversations. Get on Twitter, crypto Twitter, get involved in those in those conversations. I mean, not to rehash, but get on Discord, yeah. get on GitHub. Net- networking, networking and connecting with people is, is going to be huge. You do. And 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 you have to, and and you can't really be in one place because there's so many conversations happening right. around the spectrum. Right. And that spectrum is wide depending on if you're tech or non-tech. And so I know a lot of people think right now that it's all tech, but there's there's tons of non-tech jobs that are out there, business development, mm-hmm. marketing, advertising, um, sales, manager, right? Absolutely. There are tons and tons, but the way that you source them is by, by finding them yourself, by putting in the effort. And so, you know, again, nothing's different. We talk about on LinkedIn all the time. Finding a job is a full-time job. This is yeah, no yeah. different, but what I believe that's different is this is a heck of a lot more exciting yeah, because yeah. you're not... You're not looking at job descriptions all day and like, ah, you're, you're actually talking to people and people offer the job descriptions. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a passionate person that has two years. Of, da, da. And so where I'm, when I'm talking to people, when I talk to candidates, this is how they're sourcing their jobs by, by being out there, by putting content out there, by letting people know that they're looking. And that's how I'm finding people. You know, I, I do Boolean searches that are like solidity developers looking for a job, you know, and then I'm, I'm sourcing through, through content 
through, through people's content where they're posting, hey, I'm looking for a role in Web3. Mm. And I'm finding way more, I'm getting way more traction doing it that way than again, just a static search. Yep. So those those static ways that, that used to work right. are, are, are not. It's going things. into all these channels and chatting and searching and looking for people and, and really making those connections because I'm seeing all kinds of opportunities come up just from those connections that people make. I, I saw you did a post the other day too about Web3, how in Web3, like traditional degrees and credentials matter less than ever. Founders, whoever's hiring, they just want to know, can you do this job, right? I, I haven't had one. There hasn't been one degree requirement. Nobody even talks education or college. I, I, I can't yeah. think of one person. I was, By the way, I was crying when I read your post because I spent $90,000 on my MBA, but you know, we're all, we're all here. Oh, no, trust me. I mean, I, 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 I so I, I dropped out of school at 19 and had yeah. no intention of going back. At 28, somebody put it in my head that you had to have this piece of paper. Yeah. And so I put myself through two years of school again, $9,000 also, and, yeah. uh, and finished my degree. And since then, nothing, nothing right. I learned hasn't been applicable, nothing. And, and, and luckily, Web3 founders and, and a lot of Web3 understands that. And to that point, I know a lot of the, the Web2 organizations have been moving that way. And I'll say within the last year, I've only had maybe two, maybe three conversations with a, with a client that even mentioned education. And, and it, and, and so, you know, that, that, that ball is moving with, with, with the pandemic that just happened and everybody get, getting home, education has to be decentralized in a different way. We we've, we've been better able to, to, yeah, to teach people. And so, yeah, what they want is application, you know? So, so for LinkedIn, you know, what I would like LinkedIn to do is I'd love them to highlight like a side project section because mm. founders care a heck of a lot more about your side projects than they do your education. Right. I would love a section where you're able to talk about the things that you've created that you're proud of, you know, or, or, or things of that nature, because in web three, it, yeah, it's it, the, the credentials don't matter. Yeah. Can yeah. you do it? Yes or no. Can yeah. you do it at a high level? Yes or no. I don't care if you learn from Sesame street. I don't care if you learn from MIT, if you got it from cookie monster and you can do it, who cares? <laughs> Cookie Monster, I heard he's doing uh, like technical training now. Yes, that's why I said three, that. Like yes. <laughs> Another question for you. You mentioned earlier that you, you don't want to invest in a project where the founders are not, uh, quote, doxxed, which means that's like right. we know who they are. They're not anonymous. Uh, I feel the same way. I'm done investing in projects like that. In fact, I got scammed a long time back and it was because I bought, you know, I minted something from, from a project where the founders were not doxxed. However, in this space, it's common that a lot of people want to remain anonymous, right? And they right. have this username and they may have a lot of talent and skills they bring to the table. And in fact, I think I read a New York Times article recently about anonymous founders raising money and also like hiring devs and other people that they don't even know their names. Yep. Like, what do you think about that? What are you seeing? Would you recruit talent for your clients if you don't know their real names or just a username with a track record? A million percent. A quadrillion percent. I've uh, I, I, I've helped the company do it. It was the most interesting thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's again, it just runs to the ethos of this space. And so I I work. No, I can't help them. I work with a, an org right now that yeah, they bring in people that want to that that are okay with remaining anonymous, and they're totally okay with that because they have a founder who's anonymous. Um, he, mm. He's not fully doxed either, but he's got skin in the game. They've been around for a long time. And the way in which they do it, it, it makes sense. And so it's, it's, it's like this. It's actually very simplistic. Everybody has a reason. Not every reason is going to make sense to you as to why somebody doesn't wants to remain anonymous. But there are good reasons why people don't. 
uh, why, yeah, why people remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so you can absolutely find organizations that also agree with that. Uh, they may be few and far between, but there are spaces and places where if you as a creator want to remain anonymous, there are recruiters and organizations that are working to make that happen behind the scenes. Now, do I think that's going to get to large scale companies? I don't because of the HR aspect, but for right. bootstrap smaller companies that can be flexible, 100% it's going to work. And I think it's going to, it's going to thrive. Yeah, I, I would imagine, you know, Adidas has jumped into the NFT space in a big way, right? Like McDonald's has created the NFTs. I'm sure when they hire their developers, they want to know who those people are, a more yeah. traditional background kind of situation. But for a small startup, someone starting a collection or yeah. a project, and they themselves are anonymous, like the Board Ape Yacht Club founders were anonymous for quite some time before they were quote unquote doxxed, right? Somebody outed them. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that they probably didn't care that much if, if the devs they were hiring were anonymous or not. And yeah. And again, I, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Can you do the job? Yes or no. And so to, to that end, in the organization I work with, there's there's one founder that isn't, there's one founder that is. So that provides at least a level of, of comfort. Now, I'll also say this, and I'm, I'm kind of with you, Andy. If I had a billion dollars, could I invest in two, in, you know, in just a, a doxed human being that I don't know anything about them? I don't know. I don't know. So it's, it's such an interesting dynamic as a recruiter to understand. But when it comes to investing my own dollars because of, because of what I understand of the Wild West, I'm still not totally there for me myself. But I totally can understand why, why organizations and other people would support that. And I support that. It's just, it's just when thinking about it for myself, it's, this, it's just this, like, this battle in, internally where I just know so many people like, like you that, that things didn't work out in their favor, that there's always this risk. And, and, and to that point, I think there always is this risk. And anybody that goes into it is going to have to know that and be cool with that. I just haven't overcome that fully yet. Yeah. One other thing I've been thinking about, and, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts. I want to hear about your experience down at NFT Miami is that this is a space that seems like it's set up well for people to work remotely and never see each other. Many people are remaining anonymous. Yeah. We're also coming right out of you know COVID the last two years where almost all work was done remotely. You'd think that this is the type of space where people would be very happy to just sit in their garages or their bedrooms and be on Twitter and Discord. And yet the number of live events that have popped up around the crypto and NFT world is astounding. There's NFT New York, NFT LA, NFT San Diego. You just got back from NFT Miami. I went to NFT NYC for a little bit last year. What was your experience like being down there as a sponsor and interacting with people at, at NFT Miami? Actually, unfortunately, I didn't get to go. That was Adam. Oh, I thought you both went down there. I wasn't able to, but I okay. have been to a couple, I have been to a couple functions and conferences at this point, and I, okay. I have the answer. And it's it's actually, again, a, a, it's very simple. It's just passion. You can feel passion in a room with a passionate person. Mm. And you can hear on what we're doing as well, but there's just something different when you're in a room with somebody that has the conviction that you have and speaking yeah. with them. Oh my God. Like I have, I have goosebumps talking about it because I can remember the conversation I was having. And last time we went to Miami, we went to a, a, a function and I can remember just going from person to person. And I mean, each time, like, you know, like the heartbeat racing, because every time I'm so excited to be talking to this other person that is just as excited to talk to me about this stuff. Right. And we actually can touch each other yeah. to, 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 to this end, like sincerely, you know, 
after our conversation were done, like, I just wanted to shake your hand. Cause I was like such a awesome feeling to have somebody else that yeah. believes in this stuff as much as you do. Yeah. So, you know, like sincerely, Andy, after this, like, it would be awesome to be able to shake your hand after be like, dude, that was awesome. I know. And Zoom so needs you, to add that capability so that we can just shake real. But you just, you just can't recreate that. Yeah. And so as yeah. much as it does, this space is absolutely 345 days of the year working at your house. There's 25 days where you want to be out and about, you know, th- three days a week for yeah. seven weeks out of the year. And you want to mingle and you want to get out there and you want to talk to people and you want to feel that passion. You want to feel their energy. You want to feel that conviction because when you go back home, you're going to have 10 times more than what you came with. Agree completely. I've said it many times in many different platforms. Humans are social creatures. Ooh, yes, we, we are, are made to connect and work together with others. And I have observed that the NFT space is extremely social. So if you are just getting into the NFT space or you've been in for a little while, but you're kind of keeping to yourself, do what Kevin said earlier in our last episode, get in Discord, get onto Twitter, get onto Twitter spaces, crypto Twitter, Clubhouse, even LinkedIn. I'm starting to see a lot of NFT content there and start interacting with people, connecting with people, get on Zoom and have a conversation and even think about going to one of these conferences that might be coming up soon. I might be going to NFT NYC again in June. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in between. I'll be at VCon in May, which I'm really pumped about. That's going to be sick. so just so many opportunities out there to go make connections. And, you know, to going back to our conversation about getting jobs, there's going to be a lot of business partnerships. There's going to be a lot of jobs that are found. There's going to be a lot of opportunities and things that come yes. from all these connections of people getting together. Yeah. You know, it, se- it seems like a hundred million dollar raise in crypto is like, eh, what's that these days? So, I mean, every day we're hearing hundred million dollar raise, $400 million raise, $500 million raise. You know, those things take time to allocate. But over the last six months, I think it's $33.7 billion has been invested in this space. That's good. That's going to get deployed and is getting deployed. That's going to get deployed in jobs, guys. And so, you know, yeah, if you're interested in Web3, absolutely now is the time. And don't ever think that you're behind the eight ball. You're not. I've been in this space for three years. I learned something new every single day. It's impossible not to. It is sincerely. And I am, I'm a, I'm a recovering degen that was everywhere that you could possibly think to be. Yeah. And I still learn something new every single day. There are no experts. It's just a space of people that want to learn and be educated and make impact. And and so again, when you have these conversations, you're, you're going to find out for yourself. And yeah, if you're interested in the space, it's an awesome space to be interested in. Immerse yourself you cannot replicate immersion. You just can't. There's no YouTube video that you can watch that's going to change you getting on a Twitter spaces or having a chat with with a, with an awesome person like Andy and just talking about this stuff and going through it. Yeah, like to, to that end, and I'll leave it there. Yeah. So much of my education has been solo that I haven't been able to talk to people about what I've learned and what I know. But when you do, you 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 learn new things about yourself too. I, I mean yeah. that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like, I forgot how smart I was at times. I forgot how invested I've been in the space. Yeah. And, and then when you talk to people again, like that know and Andy, you realize like, oh my God, like I am all about this. I'm all in. I got the conviction. Let's go. So if you're, you know, if, if, if that's rumbling, if you're curious, if you're interested, man, get in now, get in now. We're still early. It's like, it's not even the first inning. 
Well, I don't know how you can how you can listen to this and not get excited. Kevin, you are obviously excited and passionate about this space. For people listening that want to connect with you, reach out to you about jobs or your business or Web3, anything else, where's yes. the best place for them to go? Yes, best place is, is probably LinkedIn. That's still my, my number one channel, but uh, Twitter is, is coming up pretty quickly. So again, at bitmember, B-I-T member on Twitter, and then Kevin Logan Jr. on LinkedIn. So please feel free to message me. I'd be happy to chat. There it is. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for being here. Great talking to you. And I hope we get to meet up in person sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for all listeners out there. Really appreciate it. It was a great opportunity. I had a, I had a blast. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with US dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.